I get those goosebumps every time You come around, yeah You lose my mind, you make everything so fine Worry about those comments I'm way too numb, yeah It's way too dumb, yeah I get those goosebumps every time I need the Heimlich Throw that to the side, yeah I get those goosebumps every time, yeah When you're not around me Throw that to the side, yeah I get those goosebumps every time, yeah 713 Cause 21, yeah, I'm riding Why they on me? Why they on me? I'm flying Sippin' low-key I'm sippin' low-key and I I get those goosebumps every time You come around, yeah You ease my mind You make everything feel fine Worry about those times I'm way too numb, yeah It's way too dumb, yeah I get those goosebumps every time I need the hindrance We're back. Don't worry. <laughs> we're back. Deep breaths. Deep breaths. We're, uh, <laughs> we're back. Ready for round two uh, as we go again. For the full load of transfer show, all things transfers, we are back in business. And welcome all everyone in the chat. Uh, everyone's made the, the jump over. Great to have you all in here. And, and get your questions in for uh, both Andrew and Aaron uh, as we discuss all things Newcastle United. Um, boys, I don't want to get in trouble. So, <laughs> how, how are, you? are we? Are we good? I'll, I'll use I'll use my 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 time to say what a great guest Vinny was. Uh, and if you if you have missed that show, watch it back. It's about just about thirty minutes long. Uh, worth watching back. Gives his opinion on Tunali and all things Ace Milan related, and just just a general general uh, discussion around uh, how he may take to, to life in Newcastle. But uh, so very interesting. But thanks for asking, Pete. All good. Oh, oh, I was gonna say I was gonna be similar on similar sort of lines as Daz. I was gonna say if you want to know how we feel, just go and watch the other show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> go for it. Um, and look, it was a great watch. So go watch it back after you watch this one. But of course, we have two fantastic guests um, from the Chronicle. Uh, we've got Andrew Musgroves and Aaron Stokes back again. So all things Newcastle United. So let's get them in to talk uh, all things Newcastle right now. Here's Andrew, and here's Aaron. Welcome, lads. Welcome, lads. Evening, lads. Evening. First, first of all, thank you for joining us. Um, I, I tell you what, it's been a bit of a um, interesting last couple of weeks. Uh, I've, I've got to be honest with all things Newcastle. Um, what have you made, um, Aaron, to the start of Newcastle's sort of summer transfer window? Is it what you expected? Is there, or would you have expected more business? Or would you expect less business? Like how has it how has it kind of panned out for you so far? Um, it, it certainly doesn't feel like the window's only been open two weeks. It feels like it's been open about two months. There's been that many rumours and links and moves. Um, if I'm completely honest, I think I expected Newcastle to be busy quite early on. I think we saw last summer, you know, they had three out of their four deals done before they went on pre-season. I thought it would be same this time. Um, They've moved very quickly to get a player like Tenalian, which is obviously such a statement signing. Um, and they've also shown, you know, with deals like Madison, that they're not scared to to walk away when it maybe isn't right. So, I think 
by the time they head off to America, I think they'll probably have one or two more through the door. Um, but yeah, it's been a it's been a busy start. Definitely. And uh, look, thinking more about Tenali, Andrew, um, it looks like that that deal could well be rubber stamped very, very soon. Now, just before I, I ask you a question on that, Andrew, um, Richie, are we any are we any nearer to knowing whether whether it's in the arena, whether they're out? <laughs> oh, look, well, like we had no idea. Nobody did. It looks like they're hundred percent out. But to be fair, and I, I made this comment on Jordan Cronin's uh, thread last night. It's funny how this the, the swapped the little criteria out of who went through to suit Switzerland. Oh, let me guess. Where's UEFA based in Switzerland? There you go. Conspiracy uh, <laughs> theory, there, Richie. Yeah, <laughs> always a theory, always a theory. But but Andrew, obviously, with Italy going out and Tonali, um, you know, going out of the competition, it does look like it's going to get rubber stamped. There has been talks that he's on his way to Tyneside. Uh, I'm not sure about that. Uh, would you expect it to get wrapped up maybe tomorrow, or, or are we thinking still it'll be into sort of early next week? You would like like it to be tomorrow, wouldn't you? To uh, go into the weekend celebrating and, and seeing him holding up the, the shirt. Um, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I have a feeling it could be over the weekend or early early next week. A lot of people have mentioned the fact that the trans window in Italy doesn't open to the 1st of July, which is, what, is that tomorrow? Saturday. So, Saturday, um, yeah. yeah, so, I mean, that could play into it, but like I said, it doesn't really matter when it's done. We know it's 99.9% done. Does it matter when it's confirmed? I don't think so. I mean, he, he's likely then to probably go away for a week or two to recuperate from being on international duty. The important thing is, is that, you know, he'll be on that flight for the trip to, to the US and get a chance to meet his new teammates and, and, and bedding in, which I think is really important. And it goes to what Aaron was saying. You know, I think you'll see another couple in before they fly out to, to America because that's what's going to benefit the team is, is having those new players in the squad you know, and um, getting getting to know their teammates. So, in your so, how long is it until they go away? Is it must be a couple of weeks, maybe two, two, two and a half weeks until they go away? Are you, from that perspective, then you expecting more deals to be done within that that space of time? Do you, do you expect that there's that there's going to be maybe a signing or even two signed off before um, the boys fly off uh, to the states? What, what do you think, Aaron, from your perspective? I think we saw this time 12 months ago, Eddie Howe really likes to have a, a sort of, not a settled squad for pre-season, but he likes to have them in early doors. We saw last year when they went to Austria, you had Sven Botman already through the door. You also got the chance to look at the likes of Kel Watts. He likes to have, you know, a big range of players to make sure he knows who's going to be making that final squad come August. So, look, we know Tonali, as Andrew said, is pretty much almost rubber stamped. Mm-hmm. It doesn't look, you know, from at the moment like anything else is you know, that close or but I, I think, you know, we know how quick these windows move and I think in two weeks' time we know that they're working on deals behind the scenes in a number of positions. I wouldn't be surprised if they do, you know, go into that gated friendly, then go to the States with Tonali plus maybe one or two if they can get it over the line in time. Definitely. Um uh, Daz, I'll come to you with this because um I've, I just started a, a point that uh, Paul King um had mentioned in the chat. Um, and he said, I'm amazed that people are, are flapping already. We're obviously waiting until July the 1st to, to get the fees and stuff um, on next season's accounts. Also, not many teams have signed anyone yet. Uh, 
there has been a little bit of people kind of, you know, flapping, as Paul said. Um, do you think it's do you think it's warranted, um, and or, or should there be caution about our business and what we've done already? No, I, I can understand why, why people are, are getting a bit frantic, maybe, because everyone's expecting massive things to happen really, really quick after we get qualified for the Champions League. But we said it the night before the, the news about Tunali dropped. Uh, what is the panic? What, what's the, what, there's, no, there's no need for it. It'll happen. Uh, trust the process. Uh, the, they're on the case. We have the right people and in the right positions to, to start this out first. So it will happen. Uh, it, it would be nice for it all to be done and dusted, and we can just concentrate on pre-season and just get things right for the kickoff of the Premier League, but uh, no, uh, it doesn't work like that, and especially when, if they're trying to get the, the best value for money uh, because of, of the implications for of financial fair play. So, uh, a lot of things to be considered, but uh, no need to panic whatsoever yet. Uh, if it was the last two weeks in the, in the, before the, the deadline, and we'd only signed, signed uh, one player, fair enough, but early days, definitely. Um, okay, moving kind of to the next phase then. So we've got Tonali through the door, albeit it's not signed. But as you mentioned, Andrew, it's looking like it's going to be rubber stamped in, in the next few days. What what comes next? What comes next for Newcastle? Because it it looked like it was going to be one of Madison or Zabaslai. We know Madison's gone. Zabaslai is a player that Newcastle have clearly looked at. Um, and have been looking at for quite a while since the certainly since back end of the season. There's been lots of talk about uh, Dominic Zabaslai, but obviously in the Chronicle, um, it's talked about now that Liverpool are potentially interested in Dominic Zabaslai. From your perspective, um, Andrew, I'll come back to you on this. Um, do you think now that we're kind of we've either moved on from Dominic Zabaslai or? The deal, because we've not actioned it as early as maybe what we should have, maybe two or three weeks ago, as some people have said, that it's kind of, we haven't got the jump on people now and other teams have been alerted to the fact that a player like Dominic Zabaslai is available. What, what, what are your opinions on where that sort of deal potentially is now? I think it's quite interesting though because while Newcastle didn't act or haven't acted earlier on, on him, no one else has either. So... I think that's something to bear in mind. You know, Newcastle aren't the only ones to stand off, uh, offering a, a deal for him. Um, and then I think, as you know, that supposed buyout clause nears his expiration. It's believed to be the, the first of July. In the next twenty-four hours or so, you, you may see teams trying to, to get him for you know, whatever he, he's worth before that deal expires. But yeah, I think what you have to bear in mind with Newcastle is that. I don't think it's. I don't think they focus on one player at a time. I think they will have calls in. They will have reports on various different players. And we've seen, obviously, they went out and, and, and did the Tonali and then the Livermento story broke. And I think that's what we'll see throughout the window. Is that it's not just focusing on one player, one deal at one time. You know, we could be sitting here and saying, you know, player A should be through the door within the next week and then another player comes out of nowhere because I think Newcastle are adaptable, they've got their fingers and loads of pies and that's the refreshing thing about modern day Newcastle United that whereas under the previous ownership it was very much one deal at a time, I think there's a, there's a confidence that Newcastle can spin several different players at once and 
you know, it's you could see uh, someone talking about the blue coming through, but it wouldn't surprise you that much because we know Dan Ashworth and Steve Nixon are very clinical in, in getting the, the deals done. I mean, just look at the speed in which they moved for Nari. They, they realised Barella was going to cost an arm and a leg. Nari was going to be a bit cheaper. They moved. They didn't give it a moment's thought, and that's the refreshing thing. So, yes, there's maybe a bit of uh, concern about the speed in which other deals have been done, but I wouldn't be concerned because I think if an opportunity strikes Newcastle, if an opportunity presents itself to Dan Ashworth, to um, Eddie Howe and the rest of the team, you will see them act upon it if it's right for Newcastle, and that's the, that's the main thing. Richie, we've got a bit of a follow-up on, on, on that point. Yeah, it's it's just mainly because obviously, as Andrew mentioned, like we're all aware of that the release clause um, running out tomorrow. Um, so obviously, it's a two-part question. So I think it's a good follow-on. One, part one's from Tom Dixon. He's just basically said about, do you feel there'll be a lot of interest and act, you know activity because it runs out tomorrow? Um, or is one of the reasons why Newcastle are potentially leaving it, you know, to, to, you know running the risk of leaving it till after that, is because apparently the, cl- the the clause has to be paid in full. Now, obviously, with we, we know all know about FFP and stuff like that, a seventy million payout all at once is a hefty amount to carry a uh, full stop. Whereas, obviously, after that date, you can negotiate contracts and fees and stuff like that. So, I don't know if that. Aaron, obviously, do you want do you want to answer that one or have your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think I think the the questions there are spot on. I think once this release clause goes, it, it's sort of fair game, and Newcastle can go and say, well, actually, you know, we know his release clause was seventy million euros, sixty one million pounds. We don't actually think he's worth that, or you know what, we'll give you thirty now, twenty in a, in add-ons or whatever it is. I think it's very very um, telling that no offers have been made from so far. Um, you know, I spoke to somebody about this deal a couple of weeks ago, and they said that Leipzig were pretty much resigned to losing them this summer. And now, you know, that, that stance has sort of softened, that they're trying to sign other players. They've persuaded Danny Olmo, their captain, to sign a new deal. They're maybe not as keen to lose them as they once were. Um, I just think it's very, very interesting. You know, everybody, Newcastle fans, are, are quite tunnel vision on that. It was either Madison or Soberslai. And, you know, now that Madison's gone, you have to go and get Soberslai. I don't know if that's the case. I think he's a fantastic footballer. I'm sure whoever gets him this summer will get a fantastic player. But I think if Newcastle miss out on him, then you know there shouldn't be this sort of panic that we're already seeing so far. Um, <clears throat> I want to ask you guys a question um, because I think there are really good points either side of this. I think me and Daz, we had a conversation about this. Might we did, yeah. Tuesday. Um, it's because... <clears throat> with the deadline being tomorrow, with with his with his contract, you know there are arguments for and against. I think my argument was that after the the um, after the deadline, you can negotiate a fee structure. Um, things can be worked out slightly different because there isn't a clause there. But as you were the mindset, weren't you? That you know, we should pay it now. We should get it now while it's a set fee. Um, and, and to be fair, I, I think I think that's also a really, really really good point. But but what like obviously state your claim on it, Daz. State yeah, your... yeah, no, like and uh, yeah. So yeah, you 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 were saying wait till after the the, the date and then and then try and negotiate. I, I was saying 
if you really, really want him, if he's your number one, go for him now when you have a clear path at him. And then a day or two later, now Liverpool are, are being talked about, which would have happened if, if Newcastle would have shown their hand anyway. But I was actually defending your point then on Twitter after that, Pete, as well. Uh, so because they're, they're both, they both make, make sense. But yeah. uh, then there's this the other thing is, what if Madison and Slavisai are not the number one target. What if there's someone else like that that's gone under the radar and that no one knows anything about, and 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 they're waiting on on that person uh, to move? And so is is, a, is further down the list. Then it makes sense for them to delay as well. So, who knows what's happening? And uh, yeah, again, it's going to lead back to the thing I said earlier. Trust the process. We have the right people in place. They're making the right decisions. So uh, they know a hell of a lot better than any of us. To be fair, Chris said Chris said um, Chris obviously not on tonight. Chris, or uh, he mentioned it in our loaded chat. He, 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 I think he said that either yesterday or today. That you know, is it the fact that there is somebody else out there waiting in the wings? Could there be somebody else? And it was really interesting because in the chronicle you had a selection of players um, in one of your articles um, that Newcastle could potentially be signing over the course of this summer. And I think you had that sort of the odds for different players. Um, and it kind of brings us nicely to another player that we've also talked about. We talked about on Tuesday. Uh, I think you brought it um, brought it up as a talking point, Richie. Um, and it's um, Kudis Mohammed or Mohammed Kudis, however you want to pronounce his name from Ajax. And uh, it, you know, it, it, is that a player that, that you've heard about, guys, um, from your perspective in the Chronicle, uh, as, as maybe an alternative that Newcastle could be looking at, or is that just kind of another link that's just been and gone. I think I think players of this nature, especially from clubs like Ajax. I mean, I've seen this player linked to Manchester United, then Arsenal, then Chelsea, Newcastle get thrown in the mix. I think someone's agent is probably trying to generate a bit of interest. Um, this is the thing with Newcastle United, and it's something that you know us at the Chronicle, you know, have to try and weed out. Is it an agent trying to draw a business? You know, are they being thrown in the mix just because they're Newcastle United and they're you know, the richest club in the world now and, and they're getting linked to every man left, right and centre, but um, certainly a very, very good player. Definitely. Richie, I know you've you, you've seen a little bit of him as well. Um, would he be the right fit, in your opinion, at, at Newcastle? Um, you know, obviously, if the link is true and, and it's firmed up, you know, what potentially could he bring to our, to our, our team, our squad? Do you know, he's, he's what we need on that right-hand side, I think. It's, uh, you know, he's, he's still not the, the the one for me in that position. I think you all know who the players we've talked about for the last year, uh, year and a half since the you know the, the first full window came about. Uh, he's not he's not Diaby in my eyes, obviously. You know, he, that, he's the one I've, I've said from day one would be the ideal for that right-hand side. Uh, and obviously things are quiet on that front. And for me... That's what's more important because, as we've seen with a lot of deals recently, it's a, as, and it keeps getting mentioned. As, and as we said the other, the, the other night, that the the the, the 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 word for this window smoke screens. It seems to be the other things that keep coming about, and mm-hmm. nothing's been mentioned about in this window, but had been in previous windows quite a lot. So it could be one with just you know like that's it, it's done under the radar. No one's talked about. We've everyone's got eyes on other targets and stuff like that. And it could be that you know Kudus is either. A name being put out there to be a smoke screen on that one, or he could be the real name behind the you know the Zabosley one uh, as well. So, but to be fair, that's the caliber of player we need to be going for, taking forward. 
people who are Champions League experience, uh, you know, the experience of winning trophies in the, the countries that they've been at. Obviously, Ajax didn't do very great this season, but they obviously won the league the year before. Um, to me, he's hands down a much better player than Anthony. And he obviously, I, I imagine, be a hell of a lot better than Anthony uh, on that front. Uh, Richie, a lot cheaper. A lot cheaper as well. So it'd and, be hard either. I know it wouldn't be hard to be fair. <laughs> Uh, but look, he's that that caliber of player that we we, sh- we should be getting linked with now if we want to progress going forward. Um, he would, you know, he would be a vast improvement on Almond in my, uh, you know, in my opinion from what I've seen of him. It's uh, still not the one I want, as I mentioned. It would it would still be DRB for if we were going to go all in on someone in that position. Pete, kudos to me because I I YouTube chewed him after that. So uh, I'm I'm now an expert on 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 uh, on uh, how uh, kudos. Uh, but no, uh, what, I, what I did like about him though, he's he's center of gravity. He 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 can turn pretty quickly. Uh, he's a, a nice uh, flexible in, in that sense. So yeah, um, yeah, it'd be someone that I think yeah under Eddie Howe as well. He, he could get the best out of him and and adapt him to to suit. So yeah, he, he's he's an option. Definitely. Is there anyone, look, Aaron, Andrew, I want to come to you guys. Is there anyone out there, whether they've been linked or not, that you've kind of looked at and you thought, you know what, I would really like them to be the guy? Because it's clear that Newcastle, right from the beginning of this window, have said they wanted two midfielders. Not necessarily the same type of midfielders. You know, the fact that Madison and Zabasai were linked with this says that they wanted more of a more of a deep-line playmaker or box-to-box midfielder and then someone that can do a little bit more in that attacking area, like as obviously I can do. Is there one player out there that kind of stands out for you that you think, you know what, I'd love him at Newcastle? Uh, Aaron, I'll come to you on that first, and Andrew, I'll come to you. Well, it's funny enough, it's one we've just mentioned, and Rich, I'm, I'm with you here, it's Musa Diaby, and... Mm-hmm. It was really weird last season. I found myself keeping an eye out for Leverkusen's results. And every time yeah. I got here, I thought, well, then they might not make Champions League this year. And when Newcastle made Champions League, I thought, well, that's a huge bonus. Honestly, I just think whatever Leverkusen want, you know, you get to pay for him, pay it. I think you would add so much more down that right-hand side than they've currently got. He's a real, you know, Champions League quality signing, a statement signing. Um and it, you know, Jabby Alonso, the Liverpool legend, has gone in there. Leverkusen done a decent job. Seems to have, you know, got the player on side. And and the, uh, you know, the links, as Richie said, have died down. But he's one for me that I would absolutely love, love to see in the black and white. Brilliant. I'll be honest with you, like Richie, we've talked about the RB. I've almost kind of like not. I've always like I'm like just not even thinking about it because the thought of being close to him. You know, when Arsenal were linked with him and they yeah. looked like they were front runners, I was a bit like, oh, I'd hate him in the Premier League at any other club. If he went to PSG, go back to his club that he came through the academy, fine. But if he comes to the Premier League and it's not in Newcastle, I'd, I'd be annoyed at that. But Andrew, is there any, uh, who, who's your who's your go-to? Who's your, your player that you would really, really want at Newcastle? I'm going to get penalties for this. Um, and it's going to be a really boring answer. I think Aaron knows I'm going to go for, but I think Tyler Adams for me in the centre of the park. Now I know that's not a sexy answer. I still think Newcastle are lacking some defense, like a proper defensive midfielder. I'm just thinking with the money they're going to have to, they're going to have to be quite clever with the budget. But we're talking about Premier League experience. I mean, uh, Premier League experience, Champions League experience. He's got it. He's young. His best years are ahead of him. He did it very well in a very poor lead side. You know. 
tops the, I think he was fourth or third overall for the most tackles put in, which I think is exactly what Newcastle need. Now, would he come in and be guaranteed first team football? No, but then I'm not really sure, you know, you can say that about anyone that arrives in this summer. I think Eddie Howe will say to them, if you prove yourself, you've got a chance of starting. Uh, and I just think for what Newcastle need and the budget, and if we're doing with a dose of realism, and I think Tyler Adams would uh, is on that list. And uh, I'm a big fan of Eze as well at, at Palace, but I think that one's um, that one's much less realistic. But yes, I mean Adams for me is 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 I, again I can see the comments. It's not a popular, not a popular. <laughs> pick. You know what I mean? Life wasn't happy, and I know he. I know he comes us to the chronicle uh, uh, to watch your your guys' uh, pod as well. So uh, um, yeah, I think, yeah, I think the one thing you've got to remember is you've got to remember you've got to look at each transfer to all merit. You know, you, you look at when we signed Dan Byrne. There was a lot of people who were like, you know, just were like, really, it's it's is this where we need to be? So, and he's been absolutely fantastic for the last eighteen months. You, you can't do. You've got to look at obviously how a coach wants to do have a system and stuff going forward. For all we know, we, we might not want to play a 4-3-3 this year. You might want to go to a 4-2-3-1 or you might want to try and go to the city the, the city formation that Pep's you know, implemented this year as well, where you might need a, a six in there and you know you play with the three set offs and one pushes. Or, do you know what I mean? There's, there's loads of different things that might be happening in this pre-season that could be worked on. And, you know, if we want a six... Adams, you know, he's got as, as Andrew says, he's he's got that international experience. He's got that leadership. You know, you look a lot of the targets that we've actually got, and we've discussed this numerous times. You look at uh, as a Bosley, he's been captain of Hungary before. Uh, Tonali, captain of the uh, Italian under twenty ones. He's got leaders throughout this team, and Tyler Adams fits that mold. And you saw when he came, to, you know, to St James Park just before, uh, you know, over the festive period when. He had that little shithousery in him as well. We discussed that, you know, when the incident when he had with Murphy kicking the ball away. That's what the fans will get behind him. And I'll tell you what, he'd give you 100% every single week. And, and you know, I, I, Andrew, I agree with I think it would be a fantastic. I don't think he's probably on the top of the list, but it'll be on the list. And then obviously, if things don't work out, and I, I don't think you'd have to pay a lot for him either. I've sat next to Andrew for the last six months and listened to how his number one target would be James Ward Prowse. So I'm actually quite pleased that he's. Oh, well, When the £50 million pounds, uh, price tag was thrown on Ward Prowse, not, he's, he's not worth that at all. And, no. you know, he's not, if you were talking about priority centre midfielders, he's definitely not. Uh, he definitely wouldn't be the top of the list. He's a good player. But for me, I just think as, as unsexy as it is, Tyler Adams would would be a really really uh, good addition. Uh, but on that, maybe you should ask Aaron his view on uh, the top yeah, from United or showing up. I think we should move on. If it's anything positive about McTominay, Aaron might be leaving the stream. Yeah, I think we should move on. Lads, we've gone from one civil war to another. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> we've gone from the Milan civil war with our previous guest Vinny over to the Chronicles. Go for it. No, no, honestly, I think I think we should move on. I think it's uh, by my views. I'm I, I know I don't turn like like a calendar or like the days of the week. I by <laughs> my uh, views as unpopular as they are. Yeah, I think maybe maybe if he was gonna warm the bench, it wouldn't be wouldn't be too bad. But I think I think they've moved on from him now. 
I just want to follow on this. Obviously, we mentioned about the formations before, Pete. Obviously, yeah. James uh, 24 says, Sorry, City only works because they have Stones as a six, a proper set their back, and a, the best CDM in the Premier League next to uh, in Rodri. We don't know how this recruitment's going to go. We don't know who we'd be buying it. We could be buying people who actually, you know, fall into the, 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 the way that system's implemented. As I said, it was only that's one thing. It could be 4 2 3. Well, we could still play 4 3 3. We don't know. But obviously, if we wanted to play like the way it is, how, who's to say we're not going to recruit that way either? So, yeah, I, I'm going to jump in as well and 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 see see Andrews unsexy Tyler Adams and and now that Madison the, the Madison fantasy is gone, this one is still alive, Pete. However, however uh, rare it, it, it's going to be, but KK, how about him? Love to see him rocking up. I can't see it happening, but uh, love to see KK rocking up at Newcastle. Can I can I just jump in there because I. I, he would be a great signing, and I'm like, I can see some of the comments saying it looks like the Chronicle staff have no ambition. But it's, I think, obviously, look, we've got these owners, and and the perception is is that you know they're really really rich and they're just going to throw money at it. But it's not that easy. You've got financial fair play. You've got the fact that they want the right characters, which doesn't necessarily mean it's the biggest and best players. And I, I think you know it's it's all fun and games to be sitting here saying you know let's go out and get all these class players that, you know, are world beaters. But as as you mentioned there, you know, Dan Byrne came in. Who, I mean, I hadn't even, I didn't even know who Dan Byrne was. I'll admit that. I didn't, I had no clue. And he came in and he's, you know, he obviously he was unbelievable uh, last season. I just think just because we're not necessarily uh, saying, oh, we, we take, you know, the world beaters. At the end of the day, if you've got commitment and passion, that can, as Dan Byrne, Sean Longstar, that can make up sometimes for... Yeah not being a, a world a world beyond the pitch. And I just think sometimes, as, as boring as it sounds, and I'm a Newcastle fan, there's got to be a little bit of realism in what Newcastle can do this summer. And and also, you know, we all love Newcastle, but as we've seen with Madison, you know, players don't don't necessarily want to move to Newcastle even if they've got Champions League football, even if they're going to get a pay rise. There's all these things you've got to throw into the mix. And I just think... Yeah, sometimes it's maybe the, the I'm going to say it again, the, the unsexy names that might, might end up arriving and doing the job. Yeah, let's let's not talk about Madison. He's uh, he's officially dead to me. Um, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we, we, we'll move on from that swiftly. But but you made a really good point, Andrew, uh, and as well uh, as that. I mean, look, there's, there's other... There's other sort of more defensive or more central midfielders out there. One that's not been linked with Newcastle, but I thought this was an interesting link um, from Fabrizio Romano tonight that apparently Edson Alvarez is, um, or Dortmund have pulled out the race for Edson Alvarez um, despite green uh, personal terms with him. So, you know, we've been linked with him previously. Um, th- there is a clear link there. It was a player that we were interested in in previous windows. Is that a player that we go and, and look at potentially? Um, I, I don't know, but that's just a the player um, there to throw out because, you know, Edson Alvarez is a quality player. A good age, some might say a great age. But, uh, great age. But uh, there you go. But um, he's, a, he's a player that is in a, in, is in a position that, like I say, very similar to Tyler Adams. He fills that spot and, and that's a play, uh, a position that we feel that we need. Um, certainly strengthening for the Champions League, Champions League experience as well. So he's got the lot, but that's just an additional player as, uh, in there as well. But I'm going to go back, going to rewind back to another Chronicle um, uh, piece because I thought this was very interesting. And 
And Richie, I think you'll find this very interesting too, because um, uh, not necessarily the picture, but uh, Lee Ryder, um, obviously a friend of both Andrew and uh, Aaron, uh, Aaron as well. Um, you guys work with him very closely. Uh, says um, uh, Allegri has fallen out with a particular Juventus star. Um, and, uh, you know, leads to the new Cash United link. And it is um, none other than uh, Chiesa um, at Juventus. Uh, there is, There has been a link there. Um, there's been links over the last week of a potential move, as well as at Aston Villa. Um, but guys, uh, do you know too much, do you, do you know much about uh, the Chiesa link? Is it as strong as what has been touted in the last week? Is it a viable option? I think I think the thing with Chiesa is I think obviously Lee's done that piece this morning about um, Allegri having a bit of a fallout with him. I think that the piece says that he's available for fifty-two million. I think a lot of people watching this would would see that as quite a good deal. You know, Champions League experience, Italian international experience. Um, I think you know if reports are being believed that he's going to leave Juventus, there's going to be a long queue of teams trying to get his signature. Um, he has been linked with Newcastle in the last couple of weeks. I'm not sure how much of that has been concrete and how much of that has been, you know, from the Italian media. Um, but I tell you what, it would certainly be a statement signing for that um, for that wide position. Definitely. Andrew, what are your thoughts on, on, on the Chiesa link and him uh, potentially, you know, be, being linked to Newcastle as an option? It would be a, a statement signing, I guess, if, when you look at how quickly Newcastle have moved with Tonali, those links to top-class Italian players will probably always go in to accelerate. But as Aaron says, it, it, when you when you look at how Newcastle United are pretty much linked to every player under the sun, it, it is quite hard to kind of judge what is what is legitimate, what is media talk, you know, over in Europe, and maybe what is, as Aaron said earlier in the show, kind of agent-driven. Um, I mean, yeah, it, it, it would be a great signing, but... You feel that if Newcastle, you know, get anywhere near to to getting a, a deal on the table, then there will be other players, other teams, you know, straight straight behind them as well, trying to get something sorted. And again, then it goes down to wages, you know, which you know where the clubs are based again. Um, and this is a thing I think Newcastle and Idea World would just like to get deals done without getting into the press, without anyone finding out. I mean, I would love to know. How Dan Ashworth, you know, tries to keep everything quiet and what have you, because it's it's because once it gets out there, you are then alerting other teams to 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 a potential deal. We saw that with Tenardi. As soon as that deal was announced in in, in in the papers, it was like right, okay, now Chelsea want him or another Italian club wants him. So I think that's always going to be the danger that when it gets out, you're going to you're going to have teams who potentially have more money as well coming after these big stars. And as much as Newcastle got Champions League football and it's a great club and what have you, to these big stars in Europe, I think you're still having to sell the club um, a little bit more than you would if you're a Chelsea, a Liverpool, an Arsenal, you know, even a Spurs to a certain degree, um, because we've just started on this journey, the project's just begun. So I think that's the other thing you've got to bear in mind as well with these these big name players who are who are linked. Definitely. Daz, I'm going to come to you with, with a, a, a Chiesa um, question. But first of all, thank you, 360 plus in the chat right now. Um, we haven't said it already during the show, but if you haven't already, click like, 
uh, and click the subscribe uh, button and make sure if you're not already, you join the loaded family. And Daz, any any target on the likes tonight? Oh, give us give us four hundred, four hundred likes. We we'll look for four hundred likes. Keep, keep the four hundred mark, yeah. And I, 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 I forget yeah. to check back to see did we ever reach them, but uh, yeah, give us the four hundred. Well, yeah, we yeah, we've been Daz, we've been hitting five hundred last few weeks. I don't understand why, why why we're decreasing our goals here. Surely we want to be on the incline. Four fifty, sorry, Richie. Four fifty. That's, that's still a decline from five hundred. <laughs> I think we went 400 on Thursday. I was on Tuesday. We did on Tuesday, yeah. You did. 4.50, increase. There we go. Let's go for it. Like the show if you haven't already. Let's get us up there to 4.50 mm. as soon as possible. And subscribe while you're there. Very close to 6K subscribers. But, Daz, I'll come to you uh, with this. Is the left side of attacking midfield of our attacking front three what we need in as a priority in this window with the Chiesa link being there? Probably not. Uh, we've got Gordon there as well. They can play there as well as ASM. Um, and then um, I mentioned KK. But we would play in a similar kind of position as well. But uh, Chiesa, the, the thing about Chiesa, though, is, is the whole injury situation with him like that, that he was out for so long. Um, and I haven't seen him play uh, recently. Um, but if a deal could be done uh, and he fits into the picture, I I, th- I do think that's more more agent talk than anything else. I I, I don't see Kiesa rocking up at Newcastle, even though I put him in the poster. Uh, but no, I don't I don't, don't see that one. Richie, he's, he, he, he's, saying, he's been on your list since the takeover. Went I know, on. and I, I'm I'm being realistic, Pete. Look look at this. I've been realistic. Uh, so... <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. You say let's get KK. Oh, sorry, that was. That was I, I thought I thought that was a Tyler Adams picture. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> sorry Andrew. Very good, very good. Look, Richie, uh, look, we know. It, to be fair, it was the point that I was going to make to you actually is that it, uh, that Daz has made uh, quite rightly. Um, are the injuries a concern with Chiesa, and is that maybe the reason why? Juventus might be more inclined to get rid of him. Is that a concern if we do sign a player like Chiesa for all of his talents? I think it's it's a it's a key uh, um, area for anyone who's got who's obviously we've we've been linked with Kieran Tini over the last few uh, weeks and months, and obviously his injury record's been a concern as well. So I think that's something you've got to look at full stop. Uh, obviously, he's been playing a little bit again. Um, you know, look at the link with Livramento like, like last week. He's had a whole a full season out with his ACL as well. So um it I don't like the fact that we are getting linked with people who've been like, indifferent. But I think what you've got to look at is you look at these players for the, the talents that you know they are. Uh if you go back to the Euros, Chiesa was was like unplayable. He, you know what I mean? He was absolutely fantastic. And the one thing about Chiesa is as well, he's still a great age. He's versatile, which we know that Eddie Howe likes. He can play pretty much anywhere along the front three. Um, so, you know, it's one of those where it's you, you get some of his uh, his capability. You don't need – the amount of messages we keep getting about, why aren't we looking for another striker and stuff like that? Because some of the people that we've got there are out and out strikers. You know, like Callum Wilson, realistically, he's a number nine. You can't really see him playing on the left. You can't really see him playing on the right. We're looking at people that, you know, add on so many, have, as we've always said, they have de- various different strings to the bow. And that's what's 
what we're looking at now. We're not looking for someone who's pigeonholed into a certain position. They've got to be able to move around and have the skill set to be able to do that. And that's where Kiesa comes into it. And as we said, he, he could fit anywhere along that front three. Um, would I like to see him in Newcastle when the black and white club? We know he likes the black and white event this and he looks good in it. Yes, that would be fantastic. I do think at this So do moment, you, Richie, by the way. So do you. I don't know about that. I'm not looking good at the minute when I was looking at the mirror in uh, one of the shops, do I tell you? Uh, <laughs> but no, see, I'll, I'll be serious. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm so glad you said the shops. <laughs> yeah, the shops. Uh, but uh, no, in all seriousness, it's like, uh, I think it is agent talk at the minute that he's getting pushed there. Would I like, you know, would it be something that might happen further down the window uh, if, if things aren't, you know, we haven't, Hit other targets beforehand, and like if Zabosley is one of the what target ones or DRB is Kiesa, then some like your third choice that you move to. Um, there's lots of stuff to the you know, the one bonus we have got is we have got Champions League football, which is something that we can uh obviously get. It. And the fact that obviously you've got Sandro Tonali coming in and another Italian that's something that strengths you know, strengthens Newcastle's hand as well, having another uh, Italian national in there as well. So, you know, it's, it's a possibility. I don't think it's going to, you know, it's not going to happen right at this minute. It might be something that's later on in the window, though. Ricardo Rossi's just put a comment in chat. Chiesa, the Italian beardo. Uh, I think he's referring to <laughs> Beardsley, the way he just jinx past players with these. I have to say, uh, you made a point, Richie, and, and I completely agree. Um, he was outstanding in the Euros. And every time he got the ball in the final, I was just like, I was like this. Just because you just knew he was going to produce something just of absolute quality, is it? He's a talented, talented boy. But let's see how that one progresses. What I would love, and I think I've said it to you boys, maybe in private before, um, if we're going to get someone like a Chiesa, I would love him very much similar to what um, Tottenham did with Kulusevski and get him on a two-year loan. Um, that way we don't have to pay a fee for him. We can loan him. We can see what his injuries are like and see what his abilities is like. And then we can action it after a year or two and say, He's fit, he's ready, he's playing, he's doing the business for us. Let's get it done. Juventus do that. A lot of Italian teams do. They do loan players out for periods of time. And Tottenham got a great deal with uh, Kudazewski. So why not us with Chiesa? But, that that but, would help with financial fair play then as well, if he kick, kick the payments oh, down, down the road a bit. You know? Absolutely spot on, yeah. yes. Definitely. Um, uh, we'll come to some questions soon because I know there's some, some, uh, I think there's some, some really good points of questions um, in the chat. But um, we're going to move further up the pitch because actually this came out not long ago um, uh, and I was quite surprised by it. And uh, uh, Lee Ryder's at it again. He's put the Newcastle United striker search um, set to heat up with Habib Diallo mentioned. Now, I was surprised by this link. Um, I'll be honest, um, I think we've talked about it privately as a loaded boys that we we didn't, we weren't quite sure whether we were going to go for a striker in this window, but we don't know how the how the the owners and management team are, are operating right now. So we're not quite sure on what the situation is. But um, do you guys know too much about this? It's not long come out from Lee. Um, so is that is this new information to you? Do you, you know? Do you know too much about this deal or, or potential deal or, or even link with Habib Diallo? Lee's been very busy today, hasn't he, Lee, on Twitter? He's been uh, cracking up stories left, right and centre. Yeah, I think, um, you know, the story came out this afternoon that um, the Strax board striker, Javier Diallo, 
uh, 21 goals last season, um, and he's sort of a player that's been offered to Newcastle. Um, I think we're going to see this quite a lot um, this summer, players sort of being offered to Newcastle rather than Newcastle saying, you know, we want to take you. I think we've already seen it in previous windows, um, and it is quite common. Um, me and Andrew talk about this a lot on our podcast, and it's about, you know, the debate about whether Newcastle needs another striker. You know, Andrew's been banging the drum for months that they need, you know, a third striker in. Um, I sort of agree. I think I would like to maybe see a young striker in who's going to be third choice um, behind Isaac and Wilson. But I think, where does it sit on my list of priorities this this summer? It's, it's quite low down, if I'm honest. I'm going to disagree. I, I, I think it's vital at the end of this window with, with a third striker because, because Wilson... Yeah, as good as he is, you always risk and that he's gonna he's gonna pull up. And I think the best way to keep him fit and get him through more games is more more starts from the bench. And he's not gonna like that, but I think he works well as an impact sub. Obviously, you've got Isaac um, as well, but they're the only two you've got. And people say, uh, Andrew, Andrew, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I've got a bit but in, but there's a very very good third choice striker on the books Anthony and Gordon. it's England under 21 yeah. Anthony Gordon nah, he's not he's not I, no not for, I think go out and get someone who's an out and out striker who will who can not only play backward but rival you know Wilson and Isaac because I think if, if you are depending on just two out and out strikers one who's very injury prone you're going to end up in bother, I think, especially with the amount of games you've got this season. And it's it's all good seeing you have St. Max when you have Joe Linton, you have Anthony Gordon, but how many games have they actually played up front and scored boatloaded goals? They haven't, is the, is the truth in that. And I think whether you go out and sign someone who is, you know, 19, 20, 21, 22, someone who can learn off Wilson, who can learn off Isaac, or whether you go, you know, the other end and look at someone who's maybe... 31, 32, and coming towards the end of their career. So they're not coming in to start games, but they are going to push Wilson and Isaac, uh, you know, week in, week out on the training pitch. Someone maybe like Origo from, from Leeds, who, again, people might turn their noses up, but I just think you've got to be clever. You know, if you are going to go and buy a striker, are you going to spend £40 million on someone and go, but you're likely to be third choice, mate? You, you know, you're going to have to do something really special to get the better of Isaac and Wilson. That's going to be a hard sell. So I just think, I think they'll try and do something clever. They'll either get someone young who they can kind of nurture and mould into this this really good striker, or they'll go and get someone on the cheap who's going to cost you a few million and can still do a job when called upon off the bench, uh, can fill in in the cup games, but has that Premier League experience, or at least top flight in the European leagues, and can still score a few goals. I, I love that. I love the, the disagreeing a bit of opinions of you guys. Uh, it is, it is. Like, they're like a married couple, aren't they, Pete? <laughs> they really are. Honestly, the amount of disagreements we have on our Monday show, it's ridiculous. But it, it keeps it keeps it spicy. Yeah, this is what it's all about. People have different different of opinions, and and it, it wouldn't be a show or, or a discussion without it. So um, I think it's a, it's a great point. But but Daz, I'll, I'll come to you because there is differences of opinions in the Chronicle camp uh, with regards to uh, would they take a third choice striker or wouldn't they? <coughs> I know that you and Chris have had conversations about this because uh, if I'm right, I think I know Chris would take a third striker, but. 
Uh, were you with the same mindset? Or were you... I, I, I was of the exact same mindset as Chris for once. Uh, yeah, we, we, what we said was... Uh, <laughs> what well, was um, that? Yeah, that we want. We want a, if, if possible, it's lower down our list of priorities. But a young striker that can play in a number of positions. Um, I'm going to add a bit to it. Uh, uh, even better if they're South American, uh, Brazilian. That, that like like we have looked at in, in the past. Someone that and but someone that that as Andrew says uh, is. Will will buy their time, uh, and their time will come because we got lucky that this season with the, the Wilson played so many games. Uh, yes, that man, uh, yes. we take him. Nice. Uh, we definitely, we definitely it, it, it take him. But um, yeah, or even because every 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 one we brought up in January and then even in the summer, Chelsea nabbed them. So it gets a get a, gets a bit annoying after a while. Uh, not particularly strikers, but just just uh, Brazilian players or South American players in general. But um, yeah. Uh, I, I'd, I'd love to see a, another option up front uh, that would buy their time um, and they will get a chance as well because there's plenty of games to come and there's cup games and a number of different competitions. So, yeah. Richie, uh, Aaron and um, Andrew have made a really good point because they're, obviously they're, they've had different <clears throat> opinions of the, of, of the third-choice striker, but I think it might have been Andrew that mentioned about you know a, an experienced striker that could maybe push Callum Wilson um, I think there's there's also talk about a, a young player coming in and just being a supplement to that strikers um, union. Like you know, Habib Diallo, he, he's he's 28, you know, so he's not he's not young, um, but he, he can clearly score goals. He's clearly a talented player. So, what what do you make about that? And what are your thoughts on the strikers option? It's interesting because there's, there's a few different options. I, I, I like depending on which way you want to go. Whether you want to go for someone who could push on and compete straight away. Then you've also got, obviously, the options, as Andrew said, do you bring in someone young? Um, now, Mark Taylor's actually put this in. I know he's an Arsenal fan. He's trying to recoup some money because, obviously, they've had a bit of a spending spree the last few days. But, you know, they've got the, he's brought about like, uh, Balogun. And obviously, he had a fantastic season in early K1 last year. And, obviously, he says, if you love Willock, you love this guy. And, and obviously... Joe Willock would have been able to help him settle in straight away. There wouldn't be that pressure on him straight away to hit the ground running. Obviously, you could learn the system. And so that, that's the sort of, I think, probably the sort of guy Andrew's probably aiming towards where, you know, obviously, he could sit behind Wilson as potentially third choice this season. And obviously, if Wilson was to move on in 12 months' time, obviously, he's strengthening in that department. And then, obviously, he might have what to go for, you know, depending on what where we finish next season, kick on again and pick up another one. But then obviously you've got the options like you know I, I know to pie this guy obviously would be look at the Brazilian market I mentioned it the night I'd still love us to try and have a run at uh, Victor Roque I think he's a fantastic especially you know if the, the the price of thirty five million euros that's been banded around and obviously Barcelona are linked to him and that's probably where he's going to go but you know what why aren't we you know as I, I mentioned the night he's played for Atletico Paranaense it's Bruno's hometown team surely that link there you can establish with him. And uh, you know, sell the club to obviously they've got him and Big Joe there as well at the moment. So there's that link from the settle in there as well. That for me would be a move I think would be fantastic. Even if you want to then go and loan them out to someone for twelve months or something, uh, there's plenty of options on that. But then there's also the lad, it's uh, Lons that I know both me and Pete have discussed a few times. Lewis Appender, he's he had a fantastic season as well. Um, he'd be someone I'd be looking at. I don't think he'd be over the. Uh, the price would be up too much. I think it would be well within Newcastle's budget. There's loads of different options out there. You think you possibly even like 
look down at the championship for someone who could come in to be a third choice at the moment. The lad at Coventry, as it is Yoki Yoki is. I know he's been mentioned around and been for potential for Premier League clubs as well. You know, he would he, the, the other teams in the Premier League where he could come in and be first choice, but for us it'd probably be that third choice, as Andrew keeps suggesting. It, there's loads of different options out there. It's just depending on which way obviously he wants to go. I think Brennan Johnson for me would be would yeah. be ideal from Forest because he can play as a centre, he can play on either flank, he's scored goals, he's young enough to 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 you know be able to develop. I I think he's a terrific player. Um and you know, if he's still at Forest um this season, I think he'll have another decent season, then he'll be off somewhere. For me, he would be he would be a good option because you mentioned earlier in the show about how Newcastle aren't trying to pigeonhole anybody. Well, for me, there you go. You've got someone who can play all over the shop. And just the other point, we're talking about priorities and what have you, but I'll ask everyone, did we think whatever position you want to see Anthony Gordon plays in, was that a priority last uh, January when they signed him? I don't think you can say that at all. No. But they saw an opportunity to sign a player that they liked. And I think that's quite interesting as well, that you know, we're talking about a centre midfielder, we're talking about a left back potentially, a, a right. But look, if the player comes up and they're available, and Newcastle can get a deal done, it might not necessarily be the position that's important. But if it's a player that fits into the plan for the years going forward, then you you, you can bet your bottom dollar that Newcastle will consider moving like they did for Gordon. When I think everyone went with there, what like is that really in, is that really where we need to be strengthening? But they got him, and he's going to be a big big air part of the picture going forward. Yeah, great point. Great. Um, I think uh, just just before we move on to the next part, I, I actually think Brentford had a bid rejected for Brendan Johnson. I think it was around 30, 35 million, might have even been more. Um, so I think Forrest are really intent on keeping them. But he was a guy in the yeah. first round of fully loaded transfer shows and the first in a video. <laughs> we, had, we had a video of him when he was on loan at Lincoln the season before. Um, and tearing it up, and he was linked with us there. He is, he is a very, very talented player. Really. Well, there, there was that big rumor that obviously if Forrest didn't go up, there was there was links that Newcastle had had talks with his dad. Um, so obviously that was something out there. But obviously, when they went up, he signed the new contract. So obviously, the, the, the transfer fee is going to be, I'd imagine, unless there's a clause in there that we don't know about, it's going to be a long contract. So I imagine it'll be a hefty transfer fee, which is probably the downside uh, to any deal from this summer. As long as they stay in the Premier League, he's he's staying with Forest for sure. Um, I, I doubt it. We're moving on, but um, uh, that's I'll, I'll take it away because uh, I'll let you take it away. Yeah, so uh, just shout out to to uh, Ged, who's joined us as a member. He's joined the Loaded Ultras. Welcome to the party. And uh, yeah, the, the members draw is coming up. I have the spinning wheel there in the background. We will play it shortly as well to see who our prize winner is for the uh, voucher for the club shop up to, to I think it's 70 pounds or 70, 75 pounds. And you'll be able to go purchase uh, a Newcastle jersey. And PDK, oh, oh, I think it was in the chat earlier as well. He purchased his, his item from the, from the club. I haven't got the picture up yet, PDK, but uh, glad you got your, your prize and you got it sorted. Top man, Top man as always. Um, Richie, uh, I know there's some in the chat. Let's uh, fancy some fi quick fire questions for Alan and Andrew. Yeah, okay, we'll get through a few of them here. Um, Ginny Esther Wijnaldum, he says, Do you think you'll bring a goalkeeper in this transfer window? Uh, Aaron, I'll let you go for that one. Um, look, I think I think a lot of it depends on a couple of moving parts. I think obviously we know Nick Bowles staying put, but then apart from that, it's looking very, very um, 
questionable for a few of them. Loris Carey's been offered a new contract. He's yet to agree. Obviously, his pregnant wife is trying to get him closer to her in Italy. Um, Carl Darlow is obviously attracting quite a lot of interest from the championship, the likes of uh, Hull, who want to keep him uh, permanently, Borough, Preston. And then you've also got um, Martin Dubravka, obviously jumped ship very, very quickly last summer, obviously came back with his tail between his legs and it remains to be seen whether he wants to be a number two again. So I know that they're obviously in talks with West Brom um, for a young lad called Josh Griffiths. Um, he's only 19 or 20, very, very good shots that were. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if they saw if they brought a goalkeeper in this summer, yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, Andrew, I'll get this one for you. It's from uh, Michael Pomar. He's just uh, mentioned, this is for everyone, Craig Home Hope took some stick for saying the budget was £75 million. But with the noise coming out right now, is he actually right with what he said? I've got no, no knowledge on the budget, but I think what, what would be quite interesting is that, and a few people have mentioned it in the comments, is about how they structure the deals. So not everything is going to be paid off in one lump sum. So let's say, for instance, the budget is £100 million. Uh, Could they structure four or five deals around that where they are, you know, putting 10, 15 million down for one player and, and 10 for another? And, and maybe that's where the budget's eating into. Um, I don't don't doubt Craig's information for for a minute. I know, um, you know, he's a very, very good journalist. So, I've got no knowledge of, of the budget. And I think a lot of people actually have come to realise that it's a very fluid situation. And again, we've seen the owners, when a deal's there to be made, they'll do everything they can to make that deal happen. Um, so, you know, it's it's interesting when people put, put numbers on, on a budget. But um, yeah, I think it's just a very fluid situation. And it's, it's, I mean, they could sell, you know, they, they could sell to maximum get 40, 50 million in and then suddenly they've got an extra, you know, boatload of money to spend. So, um, yeah, the, but the budget's always an interesting one. Yeah, it's, I was going to say, it's, sorry, but it's something we've mentioned before regards this about, for all we know, that, that 75 million could be your FFP budget for whatever your new transfer has been. So, as, you say, as you've mentioned, Andrew, that could potentially be five players for 15 million ahead, you know, per year for the FFP. So, it, it's nothing to say, but then again, it could be, if the rumours are true regards the there's obviously like a contract with the clause being the cash up front. That's your 75 million pretty much gone straight away. So obviously this is why you've got to shop clever on that. So sorry, Pete, you were going to say. No, no, no a great point. Uh, I was going to ask you, uh, I think we ask everyone that comes on, uh, you were talking about Alice at Maximum. Do you think he's going to lead this summer? <laughs> uh, do you know what I would, uh, if, an, if, if a bid came in, me personally, I would, I would. Yeah, I've, I've seen that graphic before. No, it's all right. I let you guys have it. Um, if, if the right bit came in, I, I think I would cash him because I think his for too long we've been seeing the, the issue is consistency. I know he's had injuries, and I know he hasn't had as much game time as we'd all like him to to have. But I think when he has been fit, we've not seen him do it. Week in, week out, we're not seeing him do it consistently. There's questions over whether it leaves the left back exposed, especially if you're playing Dan Byrne. Look, he's a he's a brilliant player, and on his day, he scares, he terrifies defenders. But is he the right player for Eddie Howe in Newcastle United? I'm not too sure he is. Obviously, you know we've seen him posting Instagram, working hard uh, in the gym. Uh, you know getting ready for pre-season. 
did the same last year. And if he does stay, I hope he finds that form. And I'm eating my words here, but I just think, personally, I would sell. I, I think the, the question is who's going to come in for him, you know, linked to Spurs, but Spurs have gone and bought Madison now. I mean, who's going to come in for him? Is someone in France or Italy going to come in for him and pay 40, 50 million? You know, they haven't necessarily got as much cash as Premier League sides have. Then when Newcastle sell him to a Premier League side, I don't know about that. I just think it's a big, it's a big season for him. And if he stays, we don't want to be sitting here in January or next summer having the same debate over and over again. You know, he's got at some point to seize the opportunity in front of him. And then it, it's, it's going to be an interesting one to see if he's here uh, come, come the end of the window. And if he is, hopefully he can step up and, and uh, show why he deserves to be here. Uh, it's an interesting question here from Nine Now either of you can answer it, but it wants to, do either of you know if uh, Tonali speaks English? Um, obviously, we've touched on this in other questions as well before, uh, but obviously, about having any, do we have any Italian speakers in the squad? Is there a chance that we bring in another, you know, an Italian to help them settle in as well? Obviously, we discussed that with Chiesa before, but obviously, there's other one. Any ideas, lads? I actually know the answer to this. Oh, God, I'll let you repeat it. <laughs> and, and, and no, Daz, it's not Mancunio. I'm not getting it. Uh, but, uh, Never complains. Never complains. <laughs> uh, um, it, to be fair, um, I asked that to Vinny, um, uh, the Milan fan. Um, uh, we didn't get round to asking him that question, but uh, he does actually speak English, broken English. And he actually... Uh, Vinny is a Milan fan. They do a podcast and they're based in Canada. Uh, and he said when they went over, when uh, AC Milan went over to Italy, I think it was uh, New York FC that they played against. Um, he actually was speaking English and, and Vinny and, uh, and the team had heard him uh, speaking. So he, he does speak, he's a little bit broken English, but um, he does speak English. So um, okay. I, I would imagine that, I would imagine, you know, Eddie Howe does his research, doesn't he? He, he, would, he would want to know that a player is able to communicate with him. Um, I think it was very much documented that Bruno Pereira learned English within like three months. Like he learned really, really quickly. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think it is it is broken. It's interesting, isn't it? Because obviously if it's, if it's broken English, the, the club will want him to be able to, as Bruno has, learn English. And I think that's a test of your character as well. We saw with Mudo Blessing when he was here, I mean... He's ne he never got forward with his English. You saw Matt Ritchie having to, you know, use his hands to point out what he what he was trying to do, and that must have been so frustrating for, for Benitez and the rest of the team. And I think any player that comes that can't speak English, like Bruno couldn't speak yeah, very good English, has to rise up to the challenge. And and you know, it's just tested the character to say yes. I'm gonna. I'm not just gonna learn English. I'm gonna learn Geordie as well. So good luck to him. <laughs> apparently, um, apparently that was why Rafa sold um, Chancellor Mbemba because I think he'd had some issues with him not uh, or it not it, it not trying to learn English not not going out of his way and, and when he wanted to communicate his instructions he couldn't uh, uh, it might have even been Lee that wrote an article on that actually um, way back when uh, but I remember re I remember reading that, that Rafa was frustrated with him which is why he sold him off I just, I just remember Jolin and poor Jolin and coming over at Newcastle. He didn't speak a word of English, and the first person he saw was Steve Bruce, and he must have been thinking, "What is this guy trying to say to me here?" 
<laughs> that first meeting was awkward though, wasn't it? Remember the, the yeah. announcement, like the, the, his first interview? Yeah. Bruce just comes in and like, Joe Linton doesn't know what he's doing. Uh, he must be thinking, is he, is he really the manager of this club? This can't be English, surely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll, let, I'll ask this one before obviously you go to back to whatever topics you had, Pete, but this one's obviously, we discussed it a couple of times. For some reason, it's not going away. Um, and it, it's been uh, there's been out and about uh, uh, rumors about to get a day about uh, Lucas Paqueta reporting out in uh, transfer as had a, had a transfer request in and wants to leave for football reasons. I mean, despite the past, he can play in Zobazari's role and most important Premier League proven now. PSG, has, has anybody heard any more about this? Um, I, I certainly haven't heard anything about it, but I did see PSG heavily linked. Um, and I did see something about potentially him having a Champions League clause in his contract where if a club from the, the Champions League comes in, he, he's allowed to go. Such a weird one for me because he started the season and it looked like Newcastle had dodged a real bullet by missing out on him. But actually, towards the back end of the season, after he'd had a good couple of months under his belt, he was being played in the right position. I think West Ham actually did a very, very good deal getting him in. And I know we might have missed the boat a bit with it, but imagine a midfield three of Bruno, Jolinton and Paqueta. I think it may be maybe one they've missed the boat on. But yeah, a very, very good player. We, we actually mentioned that the other week because the Brazil. three of them all started for Brazil, didn't the lads? Yeah. Uh, I think was that was that the, the Senegal game. I know they lost that game, but they all the th- all three started, wasn't it? But uh, Pete, just before we get back to you, I just want to give it a shout out. And I think the reason why we missed it, because I believe it was on the other show, because I've checked through the, the uh, obviously the comments in that chat and I can't find a way, but it's just a shout out for Jordy Mick, who actually gave away a membership tonight to one of the viewers. So Mick, really wanted to uh, appreciate and say thank you very much for that, mate. It's, uh, you know, every bit of support the channel gets, we do appreciate. Cheers, Mick. I, I don't think I don't think that actually appears on, on stream because it may appear on your YouTube, but we can we don't have that visibility when that if that happens. But uh, but cheers, Mick. Hugs. <laughs> you know, he, he always gives a good hug. Um, I've only really got one, and it's not really transfer. I've got a, I've got a transfer-related question. Uh, of course, I have. We've got loads that we can get through. Um, the answer is Tyler Adams, Pete. That's all. I <laughs> <laughs> well, not quite. Tyler here he is. Adams, here he is. <laughs> not quite Tyler Adams. Uh, I wish it was KK. I wish we that, that's for sure. But it's a player going out of Newcastle. Um, and there has been links for the last few days about Lascelles and West Ham, potentially in moving to West Ham. Um, do you think, in your opinion, guys, that Jamal Lascelles is, is, is time's up and he's going to be leaving the club in the summer? We, we spoke about this on, on our podcast. And I, I had heard whispers that there had been some sort of meeting between an agent and what have you in West Ham over the weekend. I think that the only way he's going to go is if he's, he's pushed for it. Now, I don't know if he has or not. Um, I don't know if there was a meeting between the, the agent and West Ham, but I can't say how, you know, let, letting him go unless the player's asked to go because, okay, Jamal Lasalle didn't play very much last season, but he was instrumental off the pitch, still very much the captain off the pitch. And when he did come in against City and against Liverpool, you know, he didn't put a foot wrong. He's a very, very capable backup to, to Botman, Cher, to Dan Byrne. And I think a bit like it is with Martin Dubravka, 
unless the player is pushing to go and then you don't want an unhappy player in your camp, I can't see Eddie Howe pushing that deal because you lose an experienced, valuable player who gets what this club means to, to you guys, to, to, to the city. And I think that, that counts for a lot. Um, so, it's yeah, it's going to be an interesting one to watch. But look, he could do a job at quite a few bottom, uh, lower-end Premier League sides. So, it would not be a bad buy for, for West Ham. We've seen what the man should do with Dawson. They were, he, you know, you look at it and you think, he must be about 60. But Moyes worked wonders there with him. So, I think he'd be a good signing for West Ham. I think, though, he would be a blow to Newcastle to lose just because of his influence off the pitch, though. Uh, I was say not just that though. Uh, sorry, Pete. Uh, just, not just that though. The other thing is, uh, it's right centre backs are already a position that we need to strengthen, not weaken. Because obviously, you let our you know our backup for for Shaw go, then you're looking to really to be bringing in two right centre backs. And obviously, I can't imagine you're going to be bringing much money in for the cells. And obviously, for the calibre to improve on that, you're probably going to be you know if the transfer funds are going to take a hit on that. I I, I, I can't see Shaw leaving. Not not, not in this window. Uh, no, I meant the I meant Lascelles. Sorry, I didn't mean. Oh. I mean, you can't. You, you set Lascelles as a Charles backup. I'm saying yeah. so. You, you have to have, have two. You know, to come in after yeah. we're already looking at one, aren't we? Realistically, you, you, you sell the cells. You look at the two right in the backs, and that's obviously going to be costly. Yeah, no. It, uh, I think, uh, and to be fair, uh, Brainwash Maniacs has put on there. He's put let go. He's dead wood. Um, as in get get rid of Lascelles. Is it the case of you know, we get rid of Lascelles, who is currently the backup to Shaw, and we get someone in that could be the future first team right centre back, Aaron. Um, a little bit like what we did with Botman in the summer, because everyone was talking about Burn, and Burn had a great end to the season uh, in, in his first six months at the club and started the first game of the season at, at Forest. But we all knew that Botman coming in would eventually be the first choice left back. Are we going to do, or should we do something similar if it was um, in what Brainwash Maniac said, um, you know, the fact that Lascelles is dead wooden and he needs to move on? Yeah, I, I think I really, really wouldn't be surprised that if we're sat here at the end of August and, and they've signed another centre-back. You know, it just depends on what profile they want. Do they want someone who's going to instantly walk into that first team and, and partner Botman? For me, I think they'll maybe try and get someone of a similar age profile to Botman, use them as a backup to share on that right side um, and eventually sort of bed them in. You've got to remember there's, you know, they're going to be fighting in four competitions next season. You know, Is Lascelles at the stage good enough to be a third-choice centre-back? I don't know. Already, you know, you're starting to hear leaks coming out, you know, the... the potentially interested in Joaquim Anderson from Crystal Palace, who, by the way, is very, very good with the ball at his feet, uh, just like Fabian Cher. You've also got um, Gonzalo Inacio from Sporting has been very, very highly rated. There's a few names now starting to creep out. Um, and I think, you know, I think they'll try and strengthen at left-back and I think they'll try and strengthen at centre-back. And I think just on the Lascelles um, point, I, I completely agree with Andrew. I think, if Lascelles wants to be there next season, he will. Similar to Dubravka, similar to St. Maximin. Um, people in the comments and Newcastle fans will say he's dead, would let him go. But Eddie Howe really, really values the work players do on the training pitch, the work they do on the air, on the, you know, in the dressing room. And I think, look, he got two yellow cards last season not being on the pitch. He deserves to stay for me just for that alone, to be honest. I think just backing that up, 
we've seen with Mark Ritchie. I mean, I can guarantee if people in the comments now watching had their, um, if it was their choice, I think the majority would have said get rid of Matt Ritchie. But we can see why Eddie Howe values him so much because it's not just about what happens on the pitch. It's, it's about the experience and it's about yeah. the wise head. And we've also got to remember as well at centre-back, you've got the likes of Kel Watt, who, who faces a really big summer, a really big season for him. You've got Alex Murphy, who's impressing. You know, they've got people that can play back up to, to the first team. I wouldn't be surprised if you see them two in the States with the with the first team because we know how likes to give the youngsters an options. But, I mean, those two, I think... <clears throat> I think we might see more of them if they don't go out on loan next season. That that's exciting. But yeah, I think the experience of Lascelles is is key, and it, it it's refreshing to have a club that isn't just focused on the pitch. They're, they're looking, you know, they're looking elsewhere and, and what 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 someone can bring off it as well. I think that's really key to to keeping a happy camp, to developing these young players, and it's key for Addy Howe to have his lieutenant who we can trust, and he trusts the likes of Lascelles. And Richie, they've got the attitude not to kick off if they're not playing, which is which is testament to them. Just want to get in on, on Lascelles there as well for a second. Like he, he'll forever have my respect because he stood up and, and and was a leader when we needed one. No one else would at that particular time. Uh, look, yeah, he he's he's down the pecking order order now. I think for himself though, he's a different situation. That Matt Richie, Matt Richie's career is, is coming towards an, an end, whereas there's still a few years left with Lascelles, and and he can, he can do the, do the, the business somewhere else. Um, I think we will bring in a, a right sided centre back. So then, yeah, he's he's further down the pecking order. And that that new new defender would fight it out with Char. And uh, if he was to to rock up at West Ham, I would love to see uh, Dan Laws's face there when uh, when we go to play them and and uh, his comments on him uh, to the season. But uh, we'll see we'll see what, what, how it all plays out. They have 105 million as well to spend, so why not yeah, give us some? Yeah, too right. Uh, let, let's get as, extract as much as that hundred and five million from Rice, the Rice deal, as possible. Uh, just, just, uh, just sticking on that centre back um, uh, conversation, and then just one more point uh, before we obviously um, uh, begin to to wrap it up. Um, uh, Tosin Adarabayo has also been linked with with, with, um, with Newcastle. Now we know from a loaded perspective because we've talked about him on the Fuller Transfer Show for the last two or three windows uh, as a potential option. One year left on his contract, guys. You know, um, uh, yeah, Aaron, uh, Andrew. What 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 do you guys know about him? Is that something that you've heard yourselves? Is that another centre back linked along with uh, Joachim Anderson? Uh, he's a he's a player that's been linked with Newcastle more times than I can actually remember. Every time, every summer, every January, he always seems to get thrown in the mix. I remember when he was coming through the ranks at Manchester City and they decided to let him go. I think that would probably have been the time to buy him. Um, I've seen him very, very heavily linked to Tottenham this week um, and not so much with Newcastle, but I think he's shown at Fulham over the last couple of years that he would be a really, really good addition for whoever picks him up um, this summer. Definitely. And uh, I have to... A uh, big up Chris for, for this because you know it, it, with, with his uh, with his comparisons, uh, he, he's all <laughs> as always. And uh, the Liverpool uh, lad, that, that lib, Chris, yeah, yeah. Liverpool lad, Everton, yeah. Everton lad, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah Chris Kenyan, as we call him. But um, but yeah, look, the comparisons there uh, alongside Fabian Shaw, um, Adarabio uh, in in blue are very very similar uh, in terms of their output and what, what they produce. 
um, on the pitch. Uh, and, and whilst we'll talk about Jochen Hansen, um, Chris also uh, threw this on there as well, which is <laughs> probably even closer um, with regards to that. Jochen Hansen, obviously in blue, um, they are very similar players. So they're clearly, you know, those players that have been linked with Newcastle, they're clearly in the same mould as a Fabian Sherbert, just younger and that ability to, to slot in, do the same sort of role um, and have the same sort of effect on the team. And it just, it almost feels like now we are buying those sort of players or targeting those players that will fit seamlessly into the system and the way that Eddie Howe wants us to play. And this is why sometimes when we see players linked and you see fans on social media, they go, oh, why didn't we go for him? Why didn't we go for him? And it's because in Eddie Howe's perspective and, and Dan Ashworth and Stephen Nixon is that it, they may not necessarily fit the style of what we're, we're, we're looking at. Um, but uh, we, we talked about this one uh, lastly, um, uh, tentatively, but uh, Livramento, we, we, I think, Andrew, you might have brushed uh, um, brushed um, on this discussion and yourself, Aaron, as well, but it very much heightened at the beginning of the week. We did a show on, on Loaded when, when it all kind of broke on Monday um, with, with the talks, obviously, um, Sky, yourselves, um, uh, Luke Edwards were, were reporting on this potential deal being in the works. Um where is it at now? Because it has gone quiet for a couple of days. Is it that it's simmering in the background or is the talks of it being 50 million and the and the other conversation about Chelsea's potential piece of the pie kind of scuppering any potential deal? What do you guys know about Libramento? Yeah, I mean, um, I spoke to somebody about this the other night when it, when it broke and the message that I got was that they were confident that they were going to be able to do a deal. I think... What what's came to light in the last couple of days is that Chelsea have structured this deal with Southampton so weirdly. When they sold him back in in twenty twenty one, they sold him for five million. Um, they had a, a sorry a buyback clause entered back into it for around thirty million. Um, they've got a sell on clause for about for thirty forty percent, which means Southampton really need to try and bump this price up. Um, but look, he completely fits the mould of, of what Newcastle need. He would be the perfect understudy for Trippier. I think when you look before he did this ACL injury, um, he was one of the brightest prospects in the country. You know, he's on Gareth Southgate's radar in England. Um, he's played at every sort of youth level for England. He would be very, very good. Um, but yeah, I think it's going to be a tricky deal to do, given on how, how many clauses and bonuses were in, installed in this Chelsea deal. Definitely. Uh, it's, it's definitely one to keep an eye on. We've already talked about him from a loaded perspective. Uh, Richie, uh, I know you weren't on that show, but just your opinions on, on Libramento. Um, is he the type of guy? A lot of people have said, why are we going for a left back? Uh, sorry, right back. Why, why are we going for right back in this window? Uh, we just we discussed I, it the night with, uh, with Joel, didn't we? Yeah. That obviously, you know, you, you mentioned that uh, obviously Kraft's. Uh, you know, potentially look at his options. Uh, obviously, when he's his ACLs recovered, the, the links with Mankey will go back to uh, to Spain. He yeah, apparently, you know, there's the rumours of uh, you know Rafael potentially like uh, going to Celta Vigo if he was to go there. But there's, I think, uh, Girona and Getafe were linked as well. Uh, so after after that, you you've pretty much behind Kieran Trippier, you've only got Harrison Ashby who. As a lot of people still know, he's he's still developing. He's 
you can't really have Harrison Ashby as your understudy if that's the case. So you need someone who is pretty much like for like what Kieran Trippier is, is a lot younger uh, and obviously can help with the, especially this season, the, the amount of games that we're going to have on for, uh, as Andrew mentioned earlier, on fourth uh, front. So, you know, him coming in, especially with, the, the, you know, being missing the whole season with his ACL, it's to come and play behind Trippier, especially this year, there's no pressure on him. He can get his fitness level where it needs to be without any risk of any, you know, repercussions on that front or, you know, an, an ACL going again or something else. You know, like I think, did, he, did his hamstring go or something not long after when he returned from it, uh, when he was in training and obviously made him, you know, he set back even, you know, longer. Um, but, you know, getting on the pitch, you saw what he was like on the pitch. He was phenomenal going forward and, you know, one of the only reasons why Chelsea pretty much let him go was because he wanted first-team football and they had Reese James and, and Aspel Aquera ahead of him. So, um, we just, as we mentioned in the show the other night, though, that the deal that Chelsea have put together, they really did, did have Southampton's pants down when they, when they, when they sorted that out. And, you know, that, that's not our issue. It's not Chelsea's issue. That's, that's Southampton doing bad business. So, but, you, you, you know, a player's only worth what he's worth. And they can try and get 50-odd million or like, but they ain't going to get it, realistically. You know, you're probably going to have to look 25, 30 million tops for him. Um, you know, if he, if he played last season like he had the season before, if he hadn't been injured, then you possibly could be quoted 50 million. But that isn't going to happen. But is he someone I'd have at Newcastle? Absolutely. Definitely. I agree. Daz, you had one more? Yeah, yeah. I, I have another question. It's not uh, transfer related, really, but it is one of these. That's a loaded question, isn't it? We haven't had a loaded question for a while, so it's one of those. So, lads, uh, have you heard any more about feeder clubs? There was a bit of talk about feeder clubs there in the last year. But have you heard anything more recently about, apart from, of course, the, the clubs we've picked up in Saudi Arabia, apart from those, um, <laughs> any other feeder clubs or links to clubs that we might uh, have uh, going forward? Any Anthony recent about it again? Yeah, I think I think they're trying to buy this this Belgium club, uh, club Ostend. Uh, I don't know if that's the right pronunciation. Ostend, Ostend, that's the one. Um, and I think that they're going to potentially look at Spain as well. I think if you see what what Man City have done with the City Football Group, I think I'm surprised more clubs aren't doing it. Chelsea have obviously just went and bought Strasbourg as they're going to try and start up their own. Um, I think in the next couple of years we'll see a, a lot of teams. Funny enough, I don't think we'll see any Saudi Arabian teams under that umbrella. I think PAF are going to try and keep this new Saudi experiment that they've got on, you know, completely separate. I don't think we'll be seeing Javier Manquillo moving there for forty million or anything like that. Damn it, um, <laughs> Fraser. I think I think the only real links we'll have between Newcastle and Saudi are warm weather trips over there. I think obviously there's been talk today about a potential friendly with the national team, but I think that's as far as it'll go. Um, but certainly we know that it's something that Stavely and, and the ownership are definitely trying to do in the next couple of years. Cheers, Aaron. Uh, spot on. Um, no, good stuff. Uh, guys, um, Aaron, Andrew, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on. Um, thank you for joining us to talk all things Newcastle. Um, great opinions. Um, hopefully everything's all amicable and, and we're all good. <laughs> <laughs> everyone's taking a breath but uh, yeah the civil war's over um, yeah, we'll look forward to um, listening to you guys and look just before we go uh, anyone that isn't already aware where, where can we find you boys talking all things Newcastle 
Yeah, so I host the Everything's Black and White podcast to me now and specifically do the Monday show uh, on a Monday. As someone mentioned in the comments, it has been on a Monday for the last three or four weeks. Before then, it's been a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, because Aaron doesn't do any work and he's always on holiday. So we've got to uh, that into the diary. But yes, you can find me now in, um, on YouTube at the Everything's Black and White podcast or on your podcast provider every Monday. And then I do another two or three shows during the week with John Gibson. Um, and um, we've just done a really special one. Uh, if I can quickly plug that. Looking back on the, the best photographs that our match day photographer, Ian Buist, took from last season. So we sat down for an hour with Ian um, and he picked 12 of his favourite photographs from the campaign just gone. And it was something, something different to escape transfers and he made some really interesting choices. Um, so we go on to our podcast on YouTube. You can, you can see the one. I'm not going to give what was number one away, but I think when you see it, you'll understand why he's picked that one. Um, of course, Pete, you were on not so long ago, a couple of weeks back on the on the yeah. forum ever so briefly that we did. So thank you for that. Um, yeah, if you know anyone who doesn't know where we are to come and find us and uh, get involved, especially on Mondays, because it's a it's a it's a good laugh about one o'clock every every Monday uh, when Aaron's not on holiday. <laughs> Brilliant stuff. Well, yeah, everyone go over, subscribe, and go and watch these these guys on a, on a Monday talk all things Newcastle United. And look, uh, guys, we'd love to have you back on um, later on yeah. in the window. Um, I'm, I'm sure we'll be in touch uh, and we'll talk all things Newcastle United again. But until then, we'll let you go and enjoy the rest of the evening. Uh, thank you for joining us. You boys, take care. We'll speak to you soon. Cheers, lads. Cheers, lads. Thanks for coming on. Cheers, guys. Okay, uh, let's rock on, lads. And we I was going to give a shout out to the, oh, the sponsors. I was going to say, nobody go anywhere because the draw. We've got the draw. We've oh, got yeah, I forgot. I keep draw. forgetting about it. I said it all <laughs> up and didn't forget about it. Yeah, uh, yeah, let's let, let me do the sponsors first because I, I to, to build the suspense because I could get kicked out otherwise from when I do the draw. Right, shout out to H2O Bathroom Design Co., the northeast largest supplier of Velcro and Botch bathroomware. Team Valigated, over 20 years established, ran by the family. Get down to the showroom on 11th Avenue, Team Valley Estate, Gateshead. And here's the lovely bathrooms that are in that showroom and constantly changing I'm sure so go check out the latest also shout out to the radiator shed.com as I put myself in jail yay uh, and yeah here's some of the radiators that Russ has on, on offer there and you can get a special offer if you mention loaded he, he'll, he'll knock a bit, a bit off he'll knock a bit off yeah tell him tell him we, we, we sent uh, you his way and yeah there's uh, more to come for, from Russ but that, that is our sponsors shout out to, to them there right time for that Draw. Let me get that wheel and uh, hopefully it's still working. As you're sorting the yeah. wheel out there, uh, yeah. I'm just looking at it now. We've got, what, 180 likes. Come on, we've got 300 plus in the chat. Everyone click like uh, right now and come and uh, uh, help us move us up their algorithms uh, and push us forward. Um, and we are, I think, just over 200 away from 6K. Uh, we've moved up another wow. 20 subscribers uh, tonight. So thank you for joining us uh, and showing your support for the channel. Uh, but yeah, make sure you like uh, the, the, the show in particular, both shows um, with the Milan uh, weekly podcast. And of course, tonight with the Chronicle Boys, make sure you, you click like on both. Now, I wonder if it's possible to change this wheel to black and white. I must check that out. What? 
Here is, these are all the loaded ultras all spinning around there. So let's see who's going to win this week. Of course, if our names comes out, we draw again. Or if someone who's already won one of, the, won one of these fabulous prizes that uh, Tampa Tuna has given away has, uh, comes out again, we'll have to redraw again. So best luck, everybody. Here goes. There's someone in there called Roblox. <laughs> <laughs> what name? <laughs> Hurry! Congratulations, Harry. So I've, 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 got to say, I've got to say that I think we might need Harry to reach out to us here on this one. Yes. Because I think it's We're... going to be quite hard for us to find Harry. So if you, you know, know Harry, if you know Harry, get him to contact us. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, we, we have a prize for, for, for Harry. So if you're watching Harry, yeah, do get in contact with us either on the load of Twitter or on any of, uh, any of us. Uh, on Twitter, and we will sort you out with that prize. Uh, and we've given you one week, one week from today, to claim that prize. Uh, so best of luck. Uh, and, and yeah, that will be back again next week for another uh, draw. And I'm going to have to drop, lads, because my connection is, is gone. Uh, I'll be back in one second. But thanks, everyone. No worries. Daz will be back in just a second. But look, uh, massive thanks to, to Harry, first of all. For being a member of Loading Mag NFC. Um, but secondly, oh, he is back. Just yeah, I didn't have it, it fixed itself. Good. Yeah. Um, thank you, Harry, for becoming a member. Uh, if you're not a member and you're in the chat right now, come and be a member. It's what, £2 a month. Um, but what you, uh, what it allows you to do is be in these drawers and then continue every week. And it's like, what, £70? There was something around that. I think it's about £70, £75. Yeah, because obviously the way. Yeah, which is very close. Nearly oh, seventy-five because uh, yeah, so we we have a bunch a batch that are just over uh, seventy pounds and then seventy-five pounds. So we're we're moving from one to the other, the other pretty soon. So uh, um, yeah, but you'll be able to purchase uh, one of the kits from it. So uh, excellent price, absolutely spot on. Um, just one thing before we before we wrap up, um, uh, I didn't mention it to uh, to the um, to the Chronicle boys. Uh, but it's, it's sort of like a side conversation because obviously with the Coronacle boys want to talk about the transfers and, and links and all the rest of it, all the, all the meaty stuff. But uh, uh, this came out today um, uh, from uh, Mark oh, yeah. Ogden uh, with regards to Newcastle in talks to hold a Saudi match at St. James's Park. It's a potentially um, uh, a Saudi international game. Uh, what do you make of that? Because obviously, of course, there's been sections of the media that have jumped on it uh, been quite negative how do you how do you guys see that move um obviously as the news broke it's more revenue for the club it's it, that that links there you know we've we've been over to saudi for warm weather training uh there's nothing to say that they couldn't come over here and bring you know the saudis have just been obviously in national duty they could end up coming over here and facing england at some point and use newcastle as a training base mm -hmm. that link's never going to go away going forward now people are going to have to get used to it and um, you know it's we saw what happened when obviously when the, the chain shirt came out last year and it was the white and green and, and there was the uproar about that and um but forgetting that we we'd had green and white shirts before and other other clubs have had, you know, their country owners' shirts. It's just that agenda, and people have to get over it. And if it comes in, it, Brazil Brazil play over here. They have friendlies over here because of the amount of uh, Brazilian nationals who are based in Europe. 
Argentina do the same. They, 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 you know, they'll play somewhere like Molyneux, Warsaw, and nobody bats an eye. It's because it's Saudi Arabia and it's our owners. But look, it's our it's the links. It's going to bring fantastic revenue to the area as well. I imagine that obviously our sponsors sell have been obviously an entertainment. You know, they'd like to put a big show on. There'll be a lot of hype around that friendly as well, and it'll be probably even good if you weren't able to get a ticket for the game. Uh, which I imagine, I imagine Newcastle fans would probably would turn up to actually go to the game and mm. just to see what it obviously it's about as well. It's good at all aspects for the city and the club in my eyes. I don't know what Daz thinks. Yeah, look, um, I, I skimmed through the article and I think you know it talks about uh, them potentially playing three games in Europe and two games in England. So it would be kind of a bit of an insult if they didn't play one of them in St James's Park. So uh, especially with all, all the connections. So why not? Uh, and as back on what Richie says there as well, extra income for the club and so on and so forth, and another another revenue stream, which because we have to look at all, all all options to get around financial fair play. So uh, yeah, bring it on. We've got uh, the uh, you both both made spot on points, and I I, I agree with both of you. Um, we've got thirty million Saudi um, uh, natives <laughs> that that are football mad that they just want a club to get behind. What better way for them to get behind Newcastle by having a Saudi international game at mm. St James's Park? It just brings exposure to St James's Park, exposure to Newcastle. It'll be plastered across all the TV in Saudi, and it's just going to create more income for the club, as you boys have just said. It just makes absolute sense. Anyone in the chat, forget what the other media are saying, those that don't support Newcastle or even follow Newcastle. We, we know it. Us boys know it. We talk about it all the time. We don't we don't listen to all that national stuff, the people that don't follow the club. Forget all that. Let's just focus on the positives. As Richie and Daz have said, it's going to bring lots and lots of income and, and interest to the club. That That's for sure. And, and yeah, Lisa Mole uh, has mentioned uh, apparently the Seller Cup. Um, not, I don't know if it's been confirmed yet. Is it, it, I, don't I don't think it's been confirmed, but apparently all the clubs involved have kept the diaries free for that weekend. Uh, and it's obviously, it's just waiting for you know, an official announcement. But you've got to look at you've got Fiorentina, who obviously in the final of the uh, the Conference League, Nice had a decent season uh, in Liga One. Villarreal, we know how good they are on the. Uh, Obviously, in La Liga and also European competitions, but you look, you look at the two foreign uh, ones we had last year when we had Valacano and we had Bilbao. There was, there was a lot of interest on on there. Uh, it, it, that's the sort of you know opposition you want to be having in preseason. You don't want to be scraping the barrel for you know I don't know a, a, a low rate Belgian side coming as your as your home. You want to be seeing fantastic opposition to build yeah. up to before the, the week before the season starts and to make a little cup in, involvement as well make it a little bit more competitive in the trophy you know who need who needs the charity shield or whatever it's called now let's just give us a seller cup the week before we, we play villa you, you won't say it, Richie, but I'll say it. it it's, it's a big change from from uh, uh, who wants to be going over to Ireland to playing meaningless kind of friendlies, proper opposition here. I would love it, personally, because I could. It's, <laughs> it's easy for me to go watch them then, like I, I've done in, in the past. But, uh, yeah, no, but, but solid opposition leading into the start of the season uh, when we for a big season ahead for us. So, yeah, bring it on. Definitely. And we've got a super chat. Uh, we have a super chat 
Um, thank you oh, to Mohammed. Um, he said he can't, he can't wait to see. <laughs> Received. Of course, we have to get the, the, the notification in there. Thank you uh, for your support, Mohammed. And yeah, um, can't wait to see St. James. Uh, I don't think we will be the only one. Um, that's for sure. Uh, but yeah, exciting times ahead, uh, definitely. Boys, I think we're about there. Um, fantastic show. Thank you to everyone in the chat. Um, 360 plus throughout the show watching. Um, thank you for always joining us. You've been amazing so far this summer, but we are not yet done. We are continuing oh, the great... Another con- super chat received from Mohammed. Oh! Mohammed, what do you do to us? Super <laughs> received. Amazing. Cheers, Mohammed. Amazing. Uh, I will go again to the Champions League. Hopefully, we'll see <laughs> you there. Hopefully, we'll see you there. We'll, um, we'll try and sort out tickets so we can um, go and watch uh, a game. But if not, it'll just be a Premier League game. Um, but we'll, we'll quite happily meet up with you if you're around. But um, look, as we said before, great show. Thank you to everyone in the chat. Great questions, great comments. Uh, you guys make the chat for sure um, and make the show um, what it is. Uh, and thank you to our guests from the Chronicle, Aaron and Andrew. And boys, always a pleasure. Never ever oh, sure, Richie and Daz. Uh, Daz, at this point, take us home, fella. How do you like that? Good night, everyone. Bye.